appreciate being in the Lord's house again this morning and uh, just uh, still having excitement and having Sunday school again. I appreciate it. And good to see our children singing up here again. And, uh, just look forward to having a great day in the Lord. We uh, have a baptism this morning. There'll be uh, probably have some visitors and uh, we get excited about that too. Uh, it's good to see new faces in the Lord's house. Uh, let's just uh, all try to do everything the Lord will have us to and be prayerful and uh, just get in the meeting and we can have the meeting the Lord has for us this morning. Remember Sunday school, the teachers and the children. And, um, Master Brother Taylor dismisses Sunday school. We appreciate being in the Lord's house and uh, everybody that's here. So, been kind of a, a rough time for all of us to some extent, <clears throat> some worse than others, but God's been good to us. And, uh, uh, our, our lesson this morning still in, in the 42nd chapter of Genesis, talking about Joseph, and this, this is about the third week the lesson's been on Joseph, I think, and probably will be next week too. Uh, but I was, last week we talked about <clears throat> Joseph, uh, when he, he was sold into slavery, and his brothers done that to him. And uh, then the, the guy's wife tried to seduce him and, and he run and she she accused him and got him put in prison and he stayed in prison for a pretty good while. Uh, he was 17 years old when he went down in, into Egypt and when he stood before Pharaoh to interpret his dream, he was 30 years old. So he'd been in, he'd been in prison a pretty good while. And you would think, just, I'm just supposing in my own mind that that was me. Yeah. 
what would my reaction be if I was treated like that and then God come along and wanted me to do something? Uh, I mean, I'd, my flesh would probably get in the way. I'd, uh, it'd be a hard thing to keep it out of the way. But, but God, and, and there's a verse, there, there's a verse in this lesson today, and I don't, it's, on, it's down in the lesson a ways, but he was talking to his brothers, and he said, but I fear God. And, uh, and that was the main verse in this lesson, as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> the Bible said the fear of God's the beginning of wisdom. And, uh, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, said, let us share the conclusion of the whole matter. This was at the end of the book. Said, let us share the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And uh, you might say, well, Joseph didn't have the commandments back then. He had something. He knew he knew it wasn't right for him to... Uh, Commit adultery. And you can go all the way back to Cain and Abel. And Cain killed Abel. And God punished him for it. And if there, where there's no law, there's no transgression. That, that's, that's Bible. So if there had been no law, God's law has always been. The... And... and this is my, my take on the thing, but I believe that the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil represented the law in the Garden of Eden. So it's been from the beginning. God's law has been. And although it wasn't written down, God let people know down in here when they was doing wrong, did you ever, say, I'm, I'm talking to saved people, since you've been saved, have you ever thought about doing something wrong that they wasn't something down here telling you that was the wrong way to go? Every time. And, and, and the times I've overrode that and went ahead and did whatever it was Satan was after me for, I regretted it and still do. So, Satan brings us nothing but trouble. And if he can't get you one way, he'll get you another. If he can. If, we, if we'll let him. The Bible said, uh, with every temptation, there's a way made for our escape. There used, used to be a saying going around, the devil made me do it. The devil never made nobody do nothing that, that they didn't want to do. Because there's a way, there's a way out. How many times, how many times have you ever had Satan bothering you real bad about something? And you got off and prayed, got on your knees and talked to God, and he just moved it out of the way and, and fill your cup up and run it over. I couldn't tell you the number of times. I've been saved a long time and Satan ain't let up. 
He just keep he keeps changing his tactics. If he can't get you one way, he'll try something else. Whatever, whatever he thinks our weakness is, that's where he'll hit us. And when he sees he can't get us that way, he'll try something else. So he's he's after us all the time. In order, in order that to be a servant of God that he wants us to be, we've got to be like Joseph and uh, run when the devil gets after us. And uh, but anyway, we're we're in and and this week his brothers come down to buy food. And this is this is the reason that Joseph sent Egypt to begin with. That's probably in next week's lesson, but God worked this all out. And you say, well, that sounds like he treated Joseph awful bad just to work out his will. Sometimes that happens. Now, I don't mean God's intentionally treating something, somebody bad, but sometimes people get sick and are in the hospital to work the works of God. The blind man, his disciples asked Jesus, said, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? He said, neither one. He was born blind for the glory of God, more or less. I, I didn't quote that exactly right, but uh, he was born blind for the glory of God. And sometimes, sometimes we're sick or got problems for the glory of God so that we'll be somewhere where God wants us to be that we wouldn't ordinarily be if we wasn't sick. And uh, and he's got us there for a reason. And sometimes sometimes people get laid off a job and, and have to go somewhere else and get a job. And I believe God works that out because there's somebody in that other place they need to witness to or be a light to. And... Uh, I, I, I believe that. I believe God works things out to get us in the right spot at the right time to do what we need to do for Him. Because we're here, we're here just for a short season and we're here for the glory of God. And wherever we're at, wherever we're at, I don't, I don't care if we're sitting at home by ourselves. Our life ought to be is exemplary. Uh, there was a guy who worked Superior Coach when I did, was a real religious fellow. And this probably, I don't know if this is the truth or not, but it, it makes a point that I'm talking about. One of the guys that he worked with called him one day and uh, his daughter answered the phone, and she asked for him. She said, he's in the bathroom reading his Playboy magazine. And I don't know if that's true or not. I, I kind of doubt it. But if I've got something like that trash in my house, it needs to be burned. That has no place in a, in, in a, person, in a person's life even. That's been saved by the grace of God. And, and there's other, a lot of other things. But uh, 
my life, my life is supposed to show Christ. And if, if people come to my house, my house ought to represent Christ just as much as this house right here does. Anyway, that's... And Joseph was the governor over the land. Now, Joseph stood for God. And done the work that God gave him to do, he interpreted those dreams for Pharaoh. And, and God elevated him to being governor in Egypt. Gave him, gave him a, a real good job. He was being treated real good then. And uh, <clears throat> when the, sometimes when the battle's over, seems like you, you have a lot of battles in life, but when the battle's over, you get up on a mountain for a while, things go real good. And, uh, but then pretty soon, if you ain't careful, the devil sneak right back up on you and, and you're down in the valley again. And you're fighting another battle. But the good thing of that is, he said, I'll not have you tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation, there's a way made for your escape. So uh, we don't have to sin. I realize we're failures and, and then this flesh is prone to sin. If we're not careful, we'll, we'll get way off just that quick. But there's a way out for us. And Jesus is it. And Joseph was a governor over the land and, and he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph had already, they'd already had their seven years of famine, or seven years of plenty. And he'd gathered up, done the job that, that Pharaoh appointed him to, he'd gathered up all the food that it, extra and put it in storage. And uh, there's a part of this scripture, we'll not get to all this lesson today, there's too much of it. But part of this scripture uh says he, he, he gathered up everything, but he was selling it to all, all the nations around about him was coming into Egypt to get food because the famine was over the whole earth. And, uh, and every time I hear about famines, I think about Solomon's prayer when he dedicated the temple. And he asked God, he said, when, they, when there's problems... And I won't name, try to name all of them because I'd miss something. So when we got problems, if your people look to this place and pray, hear them. And, and God gave him a dream. And he said, if I send the famine, or if I send the pestilence, and I, I can't name all of it, but he said, if, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then will I hear from heaven and I'll... I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. Amen. And uh, so he's made us a promise. That wasn't just to Solomon, that was to me. So God's going to 
God's going to take care of us if we look to Him. But it takes a little effort on our part. I got to stay. I got to stay where I can pray. If my life, if my life's all dirty, if my hands are dirty, if I've got sin on me or in me, David asked a question. Said, "Who can ascend Zion's hill or the hill of the Lord?" And then he said, he, "He said, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart." In other words, the pure. God purified the heart when He saved us. But it's up to me to keep my hands clean. The Bible told me to keep myself unspotted from the world. So it's up to me to keep my hands clean. In order for me to come to this altar and pray and ask God anything at all except to forgive me, I'd be wasting my time. Because when there's sin in the way, God's not going to hear us unless we're repenting. And uh, He has to give us a spirit to do that with. But anyway, so uh, Joseph was selling to all the people. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. So Joseph knew them, but they didn't recognize him because he, he was dressed in Egyptian apparel and he was speaking the Egyptian language. And they didn't recognize him. And uh, so he, they bowed, they bowed their faces to the ground. And, and there's a verse on down in here said, and Joseph remembered the dream that he had before he was sold into Egypt, that his, his brethren all bowed down to him. And that's one reason they, was, they got rid of him, sold him into Egypt. They was jealous. Jacob had made the coat of many colors for, for Joseph. They knew he was the favorite. He was Jacob's favorite. And for the life of me, I can't figure out how anybody can have a favorite among their kids. They, some of them will mind a little better than others. And uh, maybe some of them real good and some of them real mean. But they're still yours or mine, whosoever they are. And we should love them, everyone, just exactly alike. And uh, but he he Joseph was his favorite, and then he said, "Well, I'm you guys are going to bow down to me." In so many words, he he told him his dream, and uh, so they 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 didn't like it. They were jealous. And uh, so they thought they'd get rid of him, but. They were working. They were working the will of God. God made. God had already told Abraham. And I, I might have mentioned this last week. God had already told Abraham a long time before that that his descendants were going into a strange land. I don't know if he said Egypt or not, but going into a strange land would be there as servants for four hundred years. 
And uh, so God was working that out. And uh, this all fits in the purpose of God. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not. And and here's the verse I mentioned. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them and said unto them, You are spies to see the nakedness of the land you are come. He was accusing them. He he had his reasons for doing that. But uh, I've thought, had that been me, I'd have been thinking how I'd get even with them. And uh, that maybe a little bit of this was that, because he, he put them in jail for three days and uh, accused them of being spies. And then uh, he got them out and he said, now, uh, I, I'm going to keep one of you. And the rest of you is going to go home and, and bring your younger brother back down here with you. But Benjamin wasn't with them. And uh, so they, they agreed to that. But anyway, that's on down the lesson. But Joseph remembered the dreams. God, God can show you things. When you need them. And they said unto him, Nay, my Lord, but to buy food are, are thy servants come. We are all one man's sons. We are true men. Thy servants are no spies. And he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. And they said, Thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan, and behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. So they just figured Joseph was dead. And uh, or they wasn't gonna tell they wasn't gonna tell what they'd done to him. But uh, anyway, uh, they they were telling the truth, and, and Joseph knew that. But he was just stalling, trying to keep them around, I think. But uh, And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spake unto you, saying, Ye are spies. Hereby ye shall be proved by the life of Pharaoh. Ye shall not go forth hence, except your younger brother come hither. And he he told them to send, send one person back, bring Benjamin down. And, uh, but he put them, in, put them all in, in jail, more or less, for three days. When he brought them out, he changed that. He let all of them go but one. He put Simon in jail. And uh, so, and that's probably in next week's lesson where they come back. But, uh, God works things out, and I, I seem like this has been the whole theme of this lesson. God works things out, or He figures a way, or he, God don't even have to figure; it's already there. He knows what we need to do 
to accomplish our life tasks. And, and we've all got a job, whether we believe it or not, we've all got a job till our dying day. My, our, my job's over when I take my last breath. Now, by the same token, there could come a time that I couldn't even get out of my bed. I don't know that. I've seen that happen. And I use my grandpa for an example all the time. He, he was up in his 80s and had, a, had a, several strokes and was bedfast. He couldn't do nothing for himself. But if you go to see him and he was, he was about himself enough to know who, what was going on, he'd raise his right hand up just a little bit and say, ain't the Lord been good to us? So he was still doing his job for the Lord. So our job, our job don't always stay the same. Sometimes, sometimes we get to where we ain't able to go to church or maybe can't, maybe the preacher can come to church and ain't able to preach, but don't have the strength or whatever. Uh, Leonard Mason come to church quite a few times over on Albert Street and laid down on the front bench. And uh, so, still doing his job. So our job is whatever, whatever God gives us to do that we're able to do. And God will not give us something to do that we're not able. And I... God, I, I, back when I was, I hadn't been saved very long. I was just a teenager. I couldn't tell you how many people tried to call me to preach. Uh, I had one guy that was a preacher. Leaned, I was going around the handshake. Down, this was down at Springfield. And I can't even remember the guy's name. He was a friend of my dad's, but uh, I was going around the handshake, and he shook hands. He said, you started preaching yet? I said, no. He said, you will. And uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't God's plan. That's not my job. And our job is to do whatever God gives us. Anybody got anything? I've been rambling on. Huh? Send one of you and let him fetch your brother, and you shall be kept in prison, that your words may be proved whether there be any truth in you. Or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you shall, you are spies. And he put them all together into ward three days. And Joseph said unto them the third day, This do and live, for I fear God. That's the, that's the one I referred to to start with. He said, For I fear God. And, uh, I remember, I remember a time, and everybody here can remember, <clears throat> the day you got saved, 
Uh, when, when the preacher preached the gospel to me, God sent it my, put it down in here. And it scared me to death because I knew I was lost. Now, it, I don't know how long before that that was, but I remember being out with some of my friends and, and joking about going to hell. But that Sunday morning, it wasn't a joke anymore. It was real, and, it, and I, was, I was afraid. But I come to Jesus, and, and all the fear left. The Bible said, perfect love casteth out all fear. And Jesus is perfect love. He put that down in here, and all the fear left. Now, that's out of my soul. This guy here has been afraid a lot of times. And I got, I got away from the Lord for a little while one time. And I was, I was afraid the whole time. Because I knew God was going to get the switch out on me. And... Uh, be sure that your sins will find you out. And uh, I've been I've been places I shouldn't have been. And the Lord right here telling me you're in the wrong place. And uh, so, and that's that's some of the things. Them are some of the times that I'm. I'm really thankful for, really. God was letting me know even when I was wrong that I belonged to Him. It wasn't a blessing. It wasn't feeling good. It was making me feel bad at the time. But now it makes me feel good to look back at that and realize He was trying to tell me that I was His. And uh, And Joseph said unto them the third day this do and live for I fear God if ye be true men let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison go ye carry corn for the famine of your house but bring your younger brother unto me so shall you, your words be verified and ye shall not die and they did so and uh, they went They went back, and, and if you go on down here, they, uh, Joseph told the people that was filling the bags, said you fill their bags up, and then you uh, put their money in the bags. Sent the money back with them. And uh, if... Reuben, and all of this, Reuben had told them to begin with, they was going to kill Joseph, and Reuben told them, put him down the pit. And uh, now, in the 22nd verse, here's, and Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear. 
Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. In other words, this is happening to us because of what we've done to Joseph. And, uh, and that's partly true. But uh, not necessarily that God was punishing them, but Joseph was a little bit. And, uh, but God wants to, he wants to keep us as close to him as he can. And sometimes, sometimes that takes some hard times. I've known, I've known a few people in my life. I've known a lot of good people, but I've known a few people in my life that seemed like was full of the Spirit all the time. And uh, uh, you could talk to them, seemed like just any, any, anywhere you wanted to, and in just a minute they was talking about the Lord. And that's why they were full of the Spirit all the time. Uh, I quoted last week the first chapter, part of the first chapter of the book of Psalms. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or setteth in the seat of the scornful, or uh, standeth in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And if that's where our delight is, then we'll be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of waters. We bring forth our fruit in his season, his root also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So if we want to be like that man, then our delight needs to be in the law of the Lord. And we need to follow him in everything. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them, by an interpreter. And he turned himself about from them and wept and returned to them again and communed with them and took from them Simon and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack and to give them provision for the way. And thus did he unto them. And if God, this is just a thought, but if, if God gives you something to do, if you've got a job to do, he'll provide everything you need to do that job. If God, if God calls you to preach, now, there, there's a little effort in, in it on our part too. But God will provide everything we need if we'll use it. Uh, if God if God wants me to teach a lesson or if he wants Terry to preach a message, if if we don't never open the Bible and read it, we ain't gonna know what we're talking about. And a lot of times I feel that way when I get up here anyway, but uh we gotta put our part in the thing, I know God can if He wants to, 
He can just open the floodgates and pour it out on you. But we have, we have real good access, and, and I believe he might do that if we didn't have access to the book or if we didn't have churches to come to. But we've, we've got all these good things that God's given us. And, and those are, are to prepare us to do our job. So we need to, we need to study. The Bible says, study to shew thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So if God's give us the word and we need to get in it. Read it. I've heard people say, well, I, I can't understand it, me either. Only, I've, I've read, I've been reading before and go through chapter or two and not get a thing and then all of a sudden run across a verse and God will pour His Spirit out and fill my cup up and run it over. He'll give me just a little bit out of it. And that ain't ever time. But when he does, it's worth it. And uh, so, regard, uh, and, and people might say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not either. And I'm, I'm not even a, I, I, I don't consider myself to be a good teacher. I, I, like, I feel good when I try. But I feel like God wants me to do it or I, I wouldn't do it. But I keep, I keep telling myself I'm getting, I'm getting old. I need to turn it over to somebody else. But, and, and I probably do. But that's beside the point. I, that, that goes back to what I said while I go. There's no discharge in that war. And uh, we just do what God tells us to do till he quits telling us. And that's going to be when they roll me up here in the box. And uh, sometimes sometime they sing a song. Some of them do. I don't, heaven's looking sweeter all the time. And uh God saved us, and God, in the beginning, God said, let us make man in our, in our image and after our likeness. And then he said, in the image of God created he them. David said, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. So when we get up in the resurrection, he'll be finished with his creation. And we'll be just like he planned in the beginning. That's all I got. Thank you.
Joseph did to his brothers who had wronged him is what Christ did to me because I brought our own crime. Oh, you know, I, I wasn't saved and I was kind of like had a bias left, like the first lesson. It's kind of slanted against the church, slanted against Peter. But uh, Joseph, and this is what Christ did for me. He said, Joseph 